Ladies and gentlemen, it is my privilege to introduce to you the hosts of the Average Joe's Gaming Podcast, Jesse, Joe, and Tom. Episode 4, The Collector versus The Gamer. Hi, I'm Joe. Hi, I'm Jesse. And I'm Tom. And today, we are going to be talking about collectors versus gamers. But before we do that, we're going to be talking about what I've kickstarted lately. No. <laughs> And let's just say I get a message every day in my email. I thought we decided he was going to be on a timeout. <laughs> That's between you guys. I feel like I should never be at a timeout. <laughs> the Kickstarter monkey needs a timeout. Okay, so the games that I've backed lately, which I thought were really cool, so I thought I'd share with with the listeners. Uh, Scofton All You Can Eat Buffet board game. Now that is a worker placement board game. It looks awesome. And uh, it's from Australia, so that one should be fun. Uh, that one closes December 10th, so there's still time to get in on that Kickstarter, Tom. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> the other one is Diced Tomatoes. Oh, God. And that is a dice game. <laughs> no. it, really? It sounded really fun. And one of, one of our daughters loves tomatoes, so I think I can get her to play that. So it was a, it was a game... Um, Kind of, it looks a little bit like uh, Roll for It, okay. but oh, okay. tomato based. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. Uh, the other one is Have These Dice, the Christmas edition. I bought two different sets of Christmas dice because they look awesome. And we're coming up on the Christmas season. So. Well, yeah, I mean, and they promised to deliver them before Christmas. Even though you won't let me listen to Christmas music until after Thanksgiving. I'm getting there. I started theming my phone to. Thanksgiving right now. So. Well, Thanksgiving's fine. Christmas, too soon. Uh, the other one is Terminus Breach, the Tower Defense board game. Now, I absolutely love Tower Defense games. So, when I saw a Tower Defense board game, I thought, that's awesome. So, uh, the artwork's great. The, the game mechanics look awesome in it. So, I backed that one. Uh, the other one is Hunt Master. And the artwork looks epic in this. Uh, it's basically 80s monsters the, the movie monsters, and it just, the artwork is, is amazing. That's the whole reason why I back the game. And the game itself looks really cool. So, there again, that nostalgic value. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks me in every time. Every time. Every time. Uh, the other one is Arch Villain. Uh, it looks like a very simplistic game. Um, the guy that developed this game has developed quite a few other games, and uh kind of just one of those things where he pays for the development of these games and then just have, kind of has like 20, 30 of them on hand. doesn't sell them through retail or anything like that. So this is the, this is the way you get it. Yeah. So 35 bucks, and then you get a bonus game with it. And the bonus game that I chose is Stadium, which is a three-tier stadium, football stadium Ooh, board. And it, it looks good. just, it looks cool. Yeah. I mean, it's it's nothing super fantastic, but you know what? The guy put his effort into it, and it looks like a cool game. So yeah. I get two two things that I really like out of it. And so now uh, Tom is going to have to go on his Kickstarter and back yeah, some of these games. Possibly. Well, one, um, the one, other one, maybe two. Which I was actually <laughs> asked by uh, Buddy Eknum, uh, Whales Destroying the World. He asked me, what was I thinking when I backed And so here's the thing. It is it's kind of a traitor element in this game. And so... Uh, I believe it's a four-player game. So three players are whales. And they're destroying the world. But they're the good guys. They're destroying the world to preserve the whales. And then there's the man. <laughs> and one person is the man. And so a little bit of set collection, a little bit of trader element. And, and so it just looks really cool. And then I also get a, 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 a plush bag of a whale there for the go. cards. So. Yep. Kind of reminds me of a book that came out recently um, by Patrick Ness. I can't remember the name of it, but it's like it completely flips the Moby Dick story. So you're reading from the point of view of the whale. Oh wow! Instead of Ahab. Ahab, and the artwork is amazing in that book. I saw it at Barnes and Noble a while ago, hmm. but I don't need to read it. I was just saying. Is it a big book? It's a it's a big big book. A lot of pictures. Oh, yeah, like full, like two pages picture. I can read that one. I could read that. <laughs> it's super, super short. Uh, then I went to Arcane Alley, which is you are wizards. 
selling magic items and uh, mythical items on the black market. So nothing to do with, like, diagonally? No. <laughs> no. Never. Uh, the other awesome one okay, is this Glyph is, Chest. This is the other one that I've actually been kind of looking at that you've packed. And I kind of <laughs> want to because it does look really pretty. It does. It looks really awesome. Um, My problem is kind of hate chess so well and i i do too but this is a different kind of chess where you you play cards to move things you have power-ups and it just looked really cool and then i i, I back all three obviously the the three-player version so okay well and i shouldn't say i hate chess because i bought games like onamari oh yeah which is a sort chess of a chess type. game with cards that determine your movement so who knows that does look good the other Plus one I backed was Reavers of Midgard, the sequel to Champions of Midgard. Champions is fun. So, and Reavers looks really, really good, so I don't think I'm going to be let down there. Um, and then Dead Trek, which has not been funded yet, but I, I feel like it's going to get there. That's a zombie game? Yep, you were trying to outrun zombies. Uh, the old ball game, which has been funded. Another one that I'm kind of looking at. Yep, and that one looks pretty cool. Uh, Barnyard Dice. It uh, might not get funded, but it looks like a cool kids game. Um, they, the dice tower is a silo. Oh, that's kind of cool. And so you drop the dice through, and then you try to match up with uh, um, the symbols for your, your animals. And it's a relay race. So oh, you try okay. to get your animal up to the next relay, and then you hand off to the other animal... And I think it's like four or five animals. It looked really fun, something I can get the kids, kids into. And it's dice. Yep. So, uh, and then Welcome to, the second printing with the Neighborhood Expansions. And they have been releasing some really cool Neighborhood Expansions for this. They did a, a Halloween one. I think they're doing a Christmas one. I think there's like three or four Neighborhood Expansions that they're doing. With this and and this a, is one that I really wanted to play. It is fun. And have not had a chance to yet. Yeah, I got a chance to play it during the Extra Life 24 Hours of Gaming thing. It's a pretty good game. Cool. It's a lot of fun. It's uh, kind of almost like a real-time card-based game. Yeah, I heard it was real-time. So yeah. uh, The other one is Skulk Hollow, which should be a really cool game. It's a two-player game. One person plays the giant monster and the other person plays the small little forest critters that are trying to attack this big giant. And uh, it just it looks like a really thorough game. Um, and then the next one is Dead Sprint, the game, which is kind of like uh, Dead Trek. Um, I think that one's really close to getting funded. Um, and then there's Munchkin Steampunk, the Girl Genius expansion. I read the Girl Genius so, comics. Well, there you go. So you should back this no, at the eighty-five dollar level. No, I should not. <laughs> you get dice with it. Huh? I know. It's and they're cool. and they're thinking about doing. I just got an email. They're thinking about doing a special coin for it. Yeah. Dang it. Uh, and the last one is so dead. And they have three uh, three days left on this one. And it's 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 really close to getting funded. And it's adorable artwork. It looks really cool. Um, I'm really hoping that one gets funded, but. You know, some of these just don't get funded, and they just got to try it again. So, all right, and then that's that's what I've kickstarted for recently, or the ones that are still open. Um, I think honestly, I think everything I've got I've kickstarted is closed now. So I haven't kickstarted anything recently. The baseball game and the glyph chess are looking like ones that I might go peek at. You should. The baseball game is actually. Uh, they had tried this once before, but it failed. Ah, okay. Um, so this is a, a relaunch for it. And uh, the baseball game that I kickstarted, um, I said I got two copies, and one will probably go to you for Christmas time. Oh, well, then maybe I'll <laughs> um, take it then. <laughs> is, is a similar version of oh, okay. the old ball game. Okay. The old ball game, from what I understand, is is a little more in-depth. Okay. So I'll look at it. Yeah. I'll definitely look at that one. So do you get messages when he kickstarts stuff? I do, and it, yeah. oddly enough, I haven't been getting many. No, because I've been I've had some self control. No. I know weird. I think that's false news. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next Saturday we are going to the uh, VIP night for Yellow. You yeah. and Tom. Yeah, and I think it's going to be fun. Actum's going to be there. Yep. Maybe maybe one or two others. We'll see. I get to stay at home with the little. So this is at D6 Games in Rochester, Minnesota, and you have to. 
what happened was you have to be invited to this. So you have to either be on their mailing list or whatever, and then you can share it among your friends or whatever. So I had gotten this invite, and then so I said, well, does anyone want me with plus one? <laughs> and then that didn't last long because then backfired. I figured out that I could actually share the email to them, and then they could buy tickets as well. So Tom bought a ticket, Eknum bought a ticket, and then I bought one. And with this, you get an 8-bit box, which includes three games itself, the Raids board game, a mini game that has not been announced yet, and then the best thing of it, the Lollibot promo character for King of Tokyo. I think it's the best thing. I think that's gonna be cool. And then they also uh, they provide beverages and snacks. So I mean, it's seventy five dollars, which is a little spendy yeah. for a, a four hour event. And plus but a two hour trip to Rochester. You're getting but, like eighty dollars yeah. worth of games. Three and so, a half. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that's really cool. And we're gonna be doing that next Saturday. So we will talk about that on our next podcast on Sunday. Uh, the other thing that we have coming up. And, and I'd like to get a lot of people interested in this. Um, this is a local game convention. It's called the Lakes Area Game Convention. Game Fest. Game Fest. Uh, it is at the Arrowwood Resort in Okaboji, Iowa. It, it, it runs two days, Saturday, January 5th, from 10 a.m. to 2 a.m., and then Sunday, January 6th, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. They have scheduled gaming, scheduled play testing of local game designs, which I am super excited yeah, about that. Cool. I always love doing uh, doing anything with local game designers. Yep. Um, and then the Envoy Herald Games are going to be there doing their demos. There's going to be mini tournaments. Uh, there's going to be a used game garage sale. So if you want to so. get rid of some extra some games that you have that you don't play anymore, or if you want to acquire something that maybe your your collection is missing. Aha. <laughs> <laughs> I think mean, um, Jess is actually looking around the room thing, thinking, saying to herself, sell that, sell that, sell that. <laughs> Joe's looking at it going, I need this, I need this, I need this. this and true. Tom is just thinking, well, let's see what they got. Yeah. yeah this is very true. Uh, and then they've got local vendors and giveaways and plenty more. So this is, uh, this is a really cool thing. So if you go to uh, HTTPS, uh, Lakes Area Gaming Fest, or Game Fest, Lakes Area Game Fest. And you can buy tickets there. It's twenty dollars for the whole weekend. Otherwise, I think it's ten dollars per day if you if you only want to go one of the days. And if you call, don't you get? Yes, like if you want to stay at the resort, yeah. uh, if you go to their page, they give you a number for the venue that's at, and you get a special room rate at seventy nine dollars instead of a hundred dollars. And that's only available if you call. If you go online, then you have to pay the full price. So. We will get on with our topic then of collector versus gamer. Tom, what are you? Started out as a gamer um, and still am primarily probably a gamer, but I have recently begun to admit to myself that I am also a collector. Uh, so I'm both. You need a hug? No. But you, sure? Well, yes, always, but. No, not for that. For other, for other reasons. <laughs> um, I think it's really hard to de- decide one or the other. Right. I think most times, if you're one, you're probably the other. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I think. And what are you heavily? You I'm know? probably more of an actual gamer, although lately with the Kickstarter stuff and just playing a game and then going, well, that was a cool game, I want to buy it. Whereas previously I would go, well, that was a cool game. This person already owns it. I can play it with them whenever they're going to play it. And I was like, well, I still want to have this game because it's just very cool. Very good game. So. Okay. Yeah. So both. I'm saying I'm both. Jess, Probably what primarily are you? a player. I think I am a gamer because there are not a whole lot of games that I feel like I have to have. But if anything. Disney book related or Harry Potter related or Munchkin related, I feel like I collect those type of games, but not an overall game collector. Which we just found out there's one more you want now, the which Harry is Potter the Harry Potter code, code games. Game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that, Tom. <laughs> that was on my list for most anticipated games, so I didn't realize it was already out. All right. 
Is that available at the game chest? As far as I know, it is. Yes, okay. I believe that's where I where they picked it up for the game copy I played. So. And they're not a, they're not open on Mondays, so you'll have to wait Tuesday. Well, this is a whole other discussion. We could get it from Miniature Market. This is true. Okay. This that's a whole other podcast. We do this all the time. Do you buy local or do you buy online? For, whoa, that's a whole other topic. But whole for me, topic, yeah. miniature market is local, and I, I tend to spread it around evenly. So, mm-hmm. uh, not evenly, actually. I, no. I heavily support miniature market, yes, but that's do. because I started supporting miniature market a long, long time ago. Yeah. So, um, doesn't mean I don't discourage the local no. stores because I also buy heavily from them too. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen you in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, uh, yeah, that is a really hard question. Um, am I a collector? Yes. I, I collect games. I love collecting games. I love having shelves upon shelves of games. So am I a collector? Yeah. But am I a gamer? I think I'm, a, I'm, I'm more of a gamer, I think, than I am a collector because I just, if, if I can get a game to the table just to play it, I will. Yep. I absolutely love to play games. I think ultimately probably most gamers have a collector's aspect to them, but they're mostly gamers. Yeah. I mean, do I, I want all the fancy, cool bits? Oh, yes, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Do I want um, five copies shrink wrap? No. 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 I, no. I want I want a game, and and I want to get it to the table. And, and for me, I mean, I've got a lot of games. Yeah. Um, some people say it's an unhealthy amount of games. Um, Maybe. Well, okay, so I have been listening to other podcasters, and... <laughs> Yes, I hit the mic. I'm sorry. Um, so I have been listening to other podcasters, and it seems like collections of like 200 plus games are kind of the the norm. Okay, when I first met you, Joe, I had I think Couriers, I had uh, uh, I, Dice Masters. I played Dice Masters. I played. Uh, I had probably at that point Euphoria. Since I've met you. My collection went from maybe 15 games to over 300 games. <laughs> oh. I don't blame you for that. I'm not blaming you for like that. like I infected you. But yes, I feel like I might have been, had some kind of disease transmitted to me. <laughs> yeah. I, I, the gamer disease. Yeah. Well, I never counted my games until I got on the board game geek. And then, which is an awesomely addictive app. Yeah, which is a very website. cool website or app, yep. Um, and then I just start because I have always done that. I collect comic books. I, I collect Stephen King books, um, and so I've always tried to find databases so I can enter that information into the database so I know what I've got. And that's became a bad thing with the board games. Well, not a bad thing. No, it's a good thing. It's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing. But yeah, three hundred plus games. Well, and and the thing with Board Game Geek that I love is not only can you can you database your games like. What I do is I alphabetize my games on the shelves, <laughs> so it really makes that easy. Yeah. Um, and then I, you know, just for fun, I'm not the guy that constantly looks at my stats all the time, but for fun, it's it's nice to look up how many times have I played this game. Yeah. Um, I really like their utilization uh, part of the app. Um, of you have to play a game at least ten times to get ninety percent utilization out of that game. I believe it is. Something like that, yeah. And it's 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 kind of cool just to kind of look and see. Okay, well, this is the last time I played the game. This is the first time I played the game. This is who I played it with. Yeah. And and look at those different stats. Yeah. And and I don't win every game. No. Um. The ones that I've recorded, which I I tend to record just about everything I play, unless for some reason I don't have my phone on me, which is never. I'm gonna yeah. go ahead and say I I record every play I do. Yeah. Yeah. Which frustrates some people, but. Well, it's for me. It's not because I want to make the person feel bad that's playing no. a game with me or or anything like that. It's just simply I like to do this because it's fun to look at. Yeah. Nothing competitive, just something fun. And uh, and I really like just the aspects of looking how many times I play this game, how many times I play with this person, how many times do I win, how many times I lose. And so I think, if I remember right, my win ratio is 43% of games that I play. Right. Which is not bad. No, that's not bad. Um, but it's it's not great either. So no. I win I win less than half of the games I play. <laughs> and it, it is, and this is, sounds like an aphorism, but or whatever the word is. But 
um, I've always said, if I have fun playing the game, it doesn't matter if I've won it or if I've lost it. I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, having fun is the most important thing, and that sounds like it. Everyone wants to win. Yeah, oh yeah, that's I love what to win. Game. Well, and I was going to say, the last time that we played Dinosaur Island, you know, who won that game? I could look. <laughs> you would find out it was me. Because oh. <laughs> I remember talking about the chair I was sitting in, and the fact that the last person sitting this in that chair also won the game, so I wasn't allowed to sit in that chair anymore. And that was with Josh. Josh. Yep. Yep. And then uh, I think I played it later with Eknum. And me. And you. Was, yeah, yeah, that's when I won it. So. Yep. Yeah, because uh, Josh won the previous game yeah. in the chair in the, the second game. Yeah, yeah exactly. okay. So there you go. All right. So um, what do you think the difference between a collector and a gamer is? I think a collector, you you hit on it. Uh, somebody who buys more than one copy of the game and keeps one in the shrink wrap for whatever reason they're keeping it in the shrink wrap. Resale, resale or... or or just the fact that have one purposes, yeah. yeah. And I, uh, yeah, I think a, a gamer, well, a gamer obviously, somebody will play that game will open it up. Uh, people who play legacy games, they'll buy a copy of it to play and a copy of it to keep for future, just because. Or even worse, they'll play the game, but rather than tear up the cards or do whatever, you know, sticker the card or write on the card. Oh yeah, just that you know, you'll get people who will not tear up the card, which is what you're supposed to do, or not sticker it, they'll, they'll put something over it so the sticker doesn't stick, or they won't use the sticker. I don't know. It's just weird to me. And I used to be feel like that was how that was going to work with me for Legacy Games. Well, I got Charterstone. Mm -hmm. we played, I think we've only played it once, but whatever. Was the first Legacy game that you played was Risk Legacy yes, with me? which was great. Okay. No, 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 no. We played Seafall. But I think Risk Legacy happened before Seafall. No, Seafall okay. happened before Risk, <laughs> Risk Legacy. Really? Yeah, because we talked about the fact that... Because the guy that made Seafall also made Risk Legacy. Yeah, but Risk right. Legacy's been out. It's been on for a while. For a long time, way before Seafall. So right, but we played Seafall with somebody who was, not willing to, yeah, who was not willing to write on the cards and right. that kind of thing. So that's what I remember is it because we talked about the fact that if I we're playing... we played Risk Legacy first. No, that's what, we played Seafall that's first. what got him... Interested in the Seafall thing. No, we played Seafall no. first, and then when we decided with Risk Legacy that screw this, we're going to yeah. tear up the cards, we're going to do whatever we need oh, to do. Oh, okay. So that was the first. That, like Seafall game. was the first. I didn't know it was a Legacy game, I guess. Okay. Until all of a sudden there was sleeves over the cards we were writing in. It's just weird. It's just weird. Marker. Yeah. And I could understand that initially when I first heard about Legacy games. I thought to myself, it just doesn't yeah, work. No, if you're going to play a Legacy game, play the damn you Legacy gotta go game. you got to go all in. Go in. And I because bought two copies of Risk Legacy. Is, yeah. But I bought two copies of Risk Legacy to play two copies of Risk right. Legacy. And the other thing with that is the, the, the game that we played was packaged incorrectly, if I remember right. Yes, it we, was. We and we didn't know it either, no, though, which was fine. until someone had already played it, yeah, said, came up to us and said, well, you shouldn't over? have that out yet. Well, that was what was in the box. Yeah. That's so how we're going to play For us, it. yeah, that, that's, that's what happened. And that's the thing about the legacy games is they are meant to be played the way that you play them, and then the next time when you're done playing it, it's a different game than anybody else is going to have, which some people can't do that because they collect their games and want them in pristine condition. Which we are still only about halfway through on right. this legacy. Still, and we've only played one game of Charterstone, so that's true. we've got to get more of that in, yeah. too. But. And so, I have Pandemic Legacies as well. Which I also, I've, I've actually heard that's one of the best Legacy games out there. I have. I heard Season 2 is not so good, though. Yeah, I don't know. But, but I have that, two copies of Season 1. There you go. <laughs> but the point I was making was that that may be one of the differentiators between a collector and a gamer. A gamer will play the game, a Legacy game or whatever game. Mm -hmm. A collector will go, nope, we're going to keep this in pristine condition. I have not, I've never done that with a game. But I still consider myself a collector because I do have some games I've never played, but I do intend to at some point. Right. Okay. What do you what do you feel? Is the difference between like a collector and a gamer? Yeah. Um. I think you know pretty I pretty much agree with Tom. It's you know those people, and don't get me wrong, I those people are fine. They want to do that. They want to collect their games. They want right. to you know, keep them in pristine order, but it just seems kind of crazy to me as somebody who's really not a true collector 
you know, why would you do that to your game where it's like your dry erase mark, um, you have a card sleeve on and you're using your dry erase marker. The point of the game is to write on the card. To change the game. To change the game. So you make something very unique, something that's totally, completely your own, and it changes every single time you play the game depending on who you play with. Right. Yeah. You know? And it's, it's kind of different because this is a huge thing in, like, the book community where it's, like, you collect books, but you also, there's different types of books where, you know, every so often, I think it's this year, it's the, what, 25th or 20th anniversary of Harry Potter? Yeah. And they're re- the 30th anniversary of Die Hard. <laughs> they're re-releasing all the books with new covers on it, and people just, they have to have these covers, even though they have the original covers. It's just it's one of those collector aspects, and I'm like, okay, yeah. that's fine, that's you. I still have my original hardcovers. Yeah, and Tom Belfort. <laughs> <laughs> I also still have my original Harry Potter books. I will admit, I bought the leather-bound edition of uh, the first one. You know, and there are some, you know, not to go off on like a little book tangent, but there are some books out there that I would like to get that are kind of cool. You know, I know that they released. Uh, the Sorcerer's Stone with the different um, sprayed edges where it's the different uh, house colors. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd like to get, you know, one or two of those, but it's not something I have to go out and buy. I don't have to spend yeah. an exorbitant amount of money just to get either, number one, a book or a game that somebody else has that I absolutely have to have, even though I'm never going to open it, I'm never going to, you know, I'm going to hide it away in a box. And I just, I don't, I don't understand that part of the collector. So what you're saying is, <clears throat> if the three of us are sitting down at a table. Yes. And let's say we pick out a zombie game, because I love zombies. Right. No. And Tom hates zombie games. Mm -hmm. But we play this game, and since I have it, he's got to go out and buy it. Yep. That's a collector. That's a collector. Okay. That's a collector. To me, that is somebody that, you know, I played this game, I kind of like it, but this person that I know has it, and I just, I have to have it. Okay. I'm never going to open it. It's going to stay in a box. And it's just, it's ridiculous to me. You By know, the way, Tom does not hate zombie no, games. No, Tom does not hate zombie games. It's just I an example. Games, but, <laughs> but, but yes, I know what you meant. You know, yes, you're a collector, but I, I think all of our games are at least Opened and unshrink-wrapped. Oh, yeah, wrapped. that's my favorite part. Well, they're not all unshrink-wrapped. Uh, there are a few. There's probably a dozen in the shelves that are still shrink-wrapped. But it's one of my favorite things to, when I buy a game, to unshrink it, punch it. Oh, my God. That's and just, like, the best. The that's the best. Well, and uh, getting back to the book thing, it's like I don't have – I have every Stephen King book written from – since I got out of high school, because mm -hmm. when I was in college, I started buying them in hardcover. And when I worked for a bookstore, I started buying them. For sure, I'd get them in hardcover because I got a discount. But anyway, I always buy them in hardcover, but they're always, I read them. Yeah. I don't buy two copies and keep one in pristine condition. I just read the one I have. Right. So that's, I mean, that makes me a reader, but I'm also a collector. You know, I'm a gamer. I'm also a collector. Right. You can be both. And I'm not saying you right. can't be both, but yes, you can be both. It's just... Those people that are collectors and maybe they don't know it or they do know it, where, you know, like I was saying, they have boxes of games that are, you know, not displayed, haven't been unshrink wrapped. They bought it just because somebody else has yeah. it and they're never going to play it. You know, at least with Joe and you, it's, you know, okay, for example, Joe kickstarted Dinosaur Island. Right. And yeah. You would. <laughs> I don't know. If I you didn't did. because I knew Joe had, and yeah. I know a couple you other people who had. Because you, you just, you know, well, okay, I did No, I didn't because I didn't realize it was back on Kickstarter. <laughs> and how awesome of a game it was. Yeah, it was, no, I knew how awesome of a game it was. Oh, I missed well, it the first time too. I'll just slap you then. Yeah, that's a, yeah. But anyways, <laughs> you know, you you came over and you played it, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is a really cool game. I'm probably going to want to play it again. You know, I don't know if you have plans on buying it, but that's the type of thing where it's like, yes, right. you can be a collector and you can be a gamer because you may not get it to the table, but you 
played it and you're probably yeah. going to play it somewhere else if you know if you don't come over here you're probably going to play it somewhere else that that's completely okay but it's these people that you know it just drives me crazy that okay there's boxes so, filled yeah. with games then we'll go with uh, why be a collector and I, I'll take point on this um, <laughs> collecting games like collecting anything, whether it be guns, swords, uh, toys, comic book memorabilia. Yes, it's it's one of those things where it's it's a hobby. It's something to you know as as Americans, as humans, as being wasteful. It's what we do. We oh, find yeah. something we like, we want to buy, and and it makes us feel good. So. If you if making if, if buying five copies of one game makes you feel good, then then that's do it. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. All right. If you're doing it as an investment, okay. So there's a plus side. You're doing it. I'm gonna buy this game for me, and then I'm gonna buy four copies now because I think that this will go out of print pretty quick. It's a highly anticipated game, and then I might make a little bit of money, and that's fine. If you're the if you if you're gonna do that, that's fine. If you have the intention to sell it someday been great. Some people just look at it as, well, this is my retirement. Yeah. Those people are probably not realistic because, you know, if I were to say, okay, well, this is my retirement, no. Two words. Two <laughs> words. I will never sell all yeah. of this. Two <laughs> words for you in that regard. Beanie Babies. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 No, yep. are people who insist that their children are going to college on them being babies. Um, I don't think they're going to make it to community college no. at that point. <laughs> No. You no. gotta find the right people for those, and the rare ones oh, yeah. are just. Well, see, that's the thing. Any collectible, it really the value on it is the eye of the person that wants it. Right. You know, if if there is no audience out there for it, then it's worthless. Right. So I could have the biggest, coolest game collection in the world, and the only one that actually is worthwhile is me. Right. The only so, one that's worth anything to at any given time is the person who has it. Yep. Or a person always, that wants it. Yeah, I've and, always gone into any kind of collecting with the idea that it is worth whatever I'm willing to pay for it. Yep. That's it. And it's and I will realistically I know that I will more than likely never sell any of this stuff. That my kids are unfortunately gonna be stuck. Either Figuring out how to divide it between themselves or selling it when I'm gone. Yeah. And that's just how it's going to be. And there's not much I can do about that. And I collect things. I collect books. I collect games. I collect vinyl records. Uh, I collect pins. I collect... Uh, Tom is the collector. Yeah, I collect crap. And I don't have um, a big enough house for it. But anyway, that's really a separate issue. Take a look around. I know. Thing. I was doing that earlier. I will divorce you. No, you will not, because you know what? You have your own room, and I don't say anything about anything that's, that's on your right. wall. That's right. We divided the house evenly. I get one 20 you, by 20 room, and she gets the house. I the do garage. not. Yeah. You know, that's just the thing. It's, you know, yes, you've really gone into expanding this game, hobby, collection, whatever. But, I mean, when you look around this room right now, and just to give people a perspective, I mean, right now I'm looking at a pretty much an entire Avengers wall. And most of the stuff you got for Christmas presents and birthday presents and, you know, gifts. My parents love me. Yes, they do. But, you know, games are not the only thing that you collect. You collect all this other, you know, comic book memorabilia and Packer stuff. And, you know, <laughs> classic, I'm sitting between a Packer fan and a Viking fan right now, so Tom is shaking his head when I said Packer. Well, it's because he has slight insanity. Yeah, I, yeah. I know, that's, that goes both ways. <laughs> but anyways, you know, it's just that, it's not just the games that you collect, it's something that gives you joy. Right, yeah. You know, games and comic books and stuff like that give you joy. Tom's got his movies and his pins and all that other stuff. You know, it's not bad to be a collector. No, yes, not at all. be a collector and get the stuff that you want and brings you joy. So whenever you look at it, 
yes, you're happy. That's the stuff that you want to look at every day. But if it's hiding in a box, that's that where I have no a problem with. Yeah, that's, that's the part that makes no sense. Just so you know, you're married to a guy that has tons of collectibles still in the box. Well, yeah, but that's but you know hiding where, away because I don't have enough room. That's that's a different situation as well. Well, there is when I was married the first time, most of my stuff was in boxes. When I was married the second time, most of my stuff stayed in the boxes. So really, until I became single, in between the second and third wife, did I start putting stuff out, and I didn't care. Yeah. So when I married Jess, I'm like. Hey, just so you know, my stuff's going to be out. Hope you like it, because I'm not putting it back in. And then she said, here's your room. Put your stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> well, not necessarily. Like, in our first house together, a lot of this stuff was, you know, out and yeah. in our living room. And we had a Hulk-themed bathroom, which was totally okay. Cool. But It was cool. I painted the walls green. The trim was purple. And I had Hulk memorabilia everywhere. everywhere. And it was, you know, it was really cool. And, you know, it was one of those things in our relationship where it was like, you are going to like this. I came at it as like, okay, this is something that you absolutely are really passionate about and oh, yeah. you like it. The kitchen and was themed X-Men. Yes, it was. It was yellow and the cabinets were black. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, it's... You know, I didn't have a problem with it because at that time when we started dating shortly afterwards, the first Avengers movie came out. Yeah. And, and she that, was like, oh, you are such a loser. No. But I will feel pity on you. And, and I went, went with to the you. Movie, yeah. yeah. And it totally sucked me in. And <laughs> now I'm like, my friends are all like, which, where do I watch this movie? And we're like, what order do I watch the movies? And I'm like, here, I have it saved in a memo. <laughs> I'm that type of nerd right now. Yeah, you are. Yeah. I, I would say at that point, she's more nerdy than I am. Yeah. Because I just love love that part of, of the hobby. You uh, like the, to organize. And she's she's a freak on it. Yeah. Like, she makes eight pages of notes on freaking Iron Man. I saw that, yeah. I'm yeah. looking forward to that podcast, actually. Different so. podcast. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, are there more gamers than collectors? Yes. Oh, yeah. I think so. Oh, yeah. I think there's a lot of people that don't have a game collection quite as nowhere near what you two have. Well, and that's kind of one thing I touched on earlier is, like, the podcasters that I listen to, like, 200, 300. Yeah, yeah. The, which is about, like a big collection. And I was talking to a buddy of mine, Eknum, and he, he's like, you know, because he has a collection similar to the size right, I do. Yeah. Plus, a thousand plus. I'm going to say, because you're well over. I, I'm like yeah. 1,300. Yeah. Um, so he says, you know, I'm not trying to say this negatively, but we actually have an unhealthy collection. So, like, I can't <laughs> disagree with that, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, and I don't mean... It's, it's hard to hear, though, because well, I think of it as, like, well, I could add something more games to it. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm at a point where I know I need to organize what I have. Yeah, I'm at the point where I need an add-on. No, yeah. you don't. You need to go. Or out. I was thinking if I could, if one of the listeners out there can help me with this, <laughs> like a revolving shelving system, <laughs> like a revolving closet. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Oh my god. Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool? But to that point, I guess I spend a lot of time at Game Chest when when I'm not here, because mm-hmm. um, there'll be people be playing games there. But that's a lot of times what people will do. They'll go there look at the games that they want to play, and someone will say, hey, you, we got this game, you want to play it, so yeah, we'll sit and play the games. And you'll see people go up to the counter buying game, a game or two, or they have a rental system, so people will be renting those games. So those are people who just want to play the games. And I think they're looking for games for presents, they're looking for games for, you know, hey, this I played this game, is there something like it that I can play? They're not looking to add to a collection that they already have, they're just looking for something to take uh, time on a Tuesday night when nothing's good on TV or whatever. Yeah. So. Well, and for me, in my defense, the reason why my game room exists is that I grew up alone. I, I only had, like, one friend. Mm-hmm. And so when I got into the gamer hobby, I thought, there's this whole new group of people that I can bond with. And and I met Tom. I met Eknum. I met Noel. Bill. Uh, all Josh, these cool Josh, people. Yeah. Josh. And... And then I, I, we got this place, mm-hmm. and I instantly saw this this game room in my head. And I thought, 
if I could do this, I can make a game room, and I can have people over here. And so that's a big reason why my game collection is so big. And there's a reason why I have three tables. <laughs> yeah. Is is I love having people over and, and playing. And so I think for me, yes, I have an unhealthy collection. But on the other hand, I buy games so you guys don't have to. <laughs> well, that, and that's that's the other thing, too, is you do have games now that if somebody, that it'll fit all tastes. Mm-hmm. It'll, like, people like Except for RPGs. I just don't like no. RPGs. I, and I like RPGs. I just like playing RPGs. Yeah. I, I, I used to be a huge RPG guy. Played the original D&D. I played through, I think, third edition. And then, and I'm a theater. I was a theater major in college. You'd think that'd be right up in my alley. You would think. But part of that became, well, I, I kind of enjoy my characters having the lines written for them. And then I can develop that type of character. It's a different type of character development. Um, plus... Unless it's written into the play, a character doesn't get killed in a play. Yeah. But they can get killed in a D&D game. So, but, I, I mean, we had a ton of fun from about the middle of high school through most of college playing D&D. And then I think part of it was the group broke up, and uh, I just lost my taste for D&D. But I've got a young son, that, not a young son, he's 26, but he's a big D&D player. Uh, my oldest son's more of a board gamer. So... I mean, I passed that love along to both of them. So, but I just lost my taste for board games. But that's the nice thing about your collection is there is something for almost everyone. Yeah, and the closest thing I get for RPG is probably Brimstone. Yeah, and that's but, really not an RPG. It's no, just a, you can take on the role of your, you of can, your character, but but it's it's more of a dungeon crawl. I think. Yeah, that's what it is. That's um, essentially I a just, dungeon crawl. Yeah, I, I've tried the D and D. I think both of the games I played with D and D, but yeah. I've tried the D and D. It's just nothing. It's not my cup of tea. If people like it, that's that's oh, great. Yeah. I, I just fully fine. support it. I just don't want to do it myself. Right. <laughs> ever ever again. No, I don't. I'm not particularly interested in it anymore either. So, okay. But again, more power to the people who want to play. Um, are there any stigmas versus either of the gamer or collector? I think. Collecting has always been something people do. Gaming has just lately become uh, popular. I mean, the nerd aspect of gaming is kind of gone. And part of that is because, I mean, the nerd things for D&D is just, I don't know how, what caused that to go away other than maybe needful things possibly on TV. Yeah. Something made it more popular than it used to be. I think Big Bang has... Um big thing with that, you know, I've noticed that since Big Bang came out, you know, being a nerd or a geek or something like that, is there's not quite so much of a stigma towards that. And maybe not just Big Bang, I mean, you know, maybe something else, but I just recently started rewatching all the Big exactly Bang series. Good point, yeah. You know, there, being a nerd or being a geek isn't as bad, I guess you could say, as it was maybe 15 years ago. Yeah, 15 when, years ago, yeah. you need butt kick. Yeah. yeah, you know, when although, we were in high school. Although somebody pointed out to me that the captain of the football team is a nerd. Mm-hmm. But he's just a nerd about something that's more socially acceptable than like a D&D player or a board game, like a risk player. Mm-hmm. I guess when I was in high school, and it was quite a while before you guys were in high school, um, D&D, oh, those people are weird. <laughs> uh, you know, we played Risk, we played Diplomacy, we played, I think, I'm trying to remember the other games we played. Sir, we, you had me at Risk. Yeah, but they weren't, I mean, we weren't playing Monopoly, we weren't playing Life, we weren't playing, we were playing. You shut your mouth with those dirty words. Well, I actually like Monopoly, I hate to tell you that, but I do. I like Life. And the dark place where, no, where games yeah. go to die. But I'm just saying, you know, that those are the kind of games that you played with your family, but we yeah. played these sophisticated, sophisticated, <laughs> when you're growing up, you play those. <laughs> Um, although, in my family's defense, we had a lot of the Avalon Hill games. Um, Feudalism was one. I think I bought that from you or got it from you for, and I forget, oh, Choir was another one. Oh, was, yep. We played that a lot. And, and I loved those games because of the book look of them. It's all separate issue, too. Um, but that was my parents got us into those kind of games. We played Monopoly. We played Life. We played Risk. Not probably Risk so much because that my mom would have been a big Risk player. I played a lot of cards, though. So, you know, parents, 
teach you the cards, the games. And I've done that with my kids too. So I started taking them to game events, speaking at conventions when they were 12, 13, 14. So well, Kathleen that. and Gavin will be going to their first one in January. Yes, they will. Actually, it's not their first one. They've already been to the one they in Brookings. Oh, that's yeah. right. Okay. Even Sorry. though Gavin was Gavin baby. Gavin was like a tiny little baby. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's right. But, yeah. That's when they can actually Probably they can bring their hobby games. games. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Bill yeah. was here earlier, and we played uh, Techno Bowl. Yeah. And Kathleen brought out her unicorn, unicorn litter. Unicorn game, yeah. Which yeah. she brought out last yesterday, yeah. too. Last well, night. Bill asked her, he says, do you have a favorite game? And she just grinned. She says, yes, my unicorn game. Yeah. <laughs> and she brings it out, and she's telling him all about it, and I'm helping her explain it. And so he thought that was pretty cool. And she's four. Yes. yes. I have known her literally all her life. You have. Since actually before she was born. Yep. Anyway, you watch. Yeah. So is there is there a bad thing about being collectors or no, just, just kind of part of the hobby? The obsession part of it. The the I have to have this game because yeah, somebody else has it. Somebody this else game. has it, yeah. That's to me that's not healthy. I'm you never know. gonna play it, but I have to have you it. Just hit me. I'm so, I didn't need to hit you, I meant to like touch you. Okay. I don't know if that was like directly like every time Tom brings over a game, I'm like, <laughs> I have to have this game. Although I don't think you've actually done that. Well, maybe you have. I don't a know. Few times. Well, no, I had quarters. No, you, you had, had quarters. That's right. I got that from Mark. We've told you that. Um, we told the people that before. That's how we met initially. Imperial Settlers. Players. I would have to say I got that game solely okay. because I played yours and I okay. really, really liked it. Yeah. And I am one of those guys that if I absolutely love the game that I play, yeah. oh. I, I have to get it. And the reason for that is because you're not always around right. with your game. No. Right. So if I want to play that game with my parents or with my family, right. I either have to call Tom and say, hey, uh, I need to borrow a game, like, now. Yeah. <laughs> or come over and play with or my family. you have to come over here and play it. Yeah. So it's just, it's one of those things, if I absolutely really love the game, then, yeah, I'm yeah. probably going to get it. Um, but on the other hand, if I play one of your games and it's like, I enjoyed this, but I don't need to own it. Right. That's where I kind of draw the line. If I love it, i got to have it. If I enjoy it, then, okay, I'll, I'll play it with you. Yep. This is how well I know games. Don't you also have the game that he brought over? It's kind of like Splendor, but it's really oh, not No. Oh, Century. Century Spice Road. Century Spice Road. Oh, yeah, the Gollum Edition. Okay, yes. now, now the only reason, okay, so Century Spice Road, I like. Yes. I didn't love. And here's why. They're just cute. <laughs> yeah. But when you brought over Sentry Gollum. Which is exactly the same game. You it's shut a different your theme. <laughs> it is. It is the exact same game. But they're rock golems. And the artwork is just amazing. And you get and gems. You, yes. The pieces alone were just so much cooler. Yeah. Now, on the other hand, I did not buy the Playmat because the Playmat's like 35 bucks. Oh, yeah. The Playmat's the same price so, as the game. I'm not so, going to get that because so, I just wanted the game. Okay, so what does that say about me? Because I had to have the playmat for you both did. those two games, which are the same damn game. Now, here's the question. Is there a playmat for the third yes. game? There is, okay. Yes. Which is actually really good to have because it it organizes the game a lot better. Because that, that introduces the third game into the first game, right? Yes. It just adds to it. It's uh, Century but East. You can, can you play it by itself? Yes. Okay. This is so, a standalone game as well. Okay. But, yeah, that, that's a good point. That, and I think the one I, well, the one recently, I, we played uh, Dice Settlers is the name of the game. Yeah. We played that. And that was just a recent Kickstarter. Yes. And so, and it's, the Kickstarter edition is pretty cool. I think we talked about this last time mm -hmm. in that podcast, that the components are okay. Mm -hmm. But I went and bought it without the components. Oh, you did I, get it? Yeah. Well, okay. I, I ordered it. They don't know, what, she doesn't know when it's going to come out. But it's pre-ordered, so I'm going to get it. Uh, but I was an example of a game where I played it and I went, i got to have this game just because it's a great game. And I know I can bring it over here and play it. Or I can take it to Game Chest and I can play it. Mm -hmm. Somebody will play it is it a really fun and game. I can and teach it to people. It's easy to learn. Easy to learn. And I think I almost prefer it without the Kickstarter pieces. Yes, that's why. Because I, the, the plastic buildings were, were too, too big. big. Yeah. yeah, although the person who Kickstarted it initially has said that they are going to reissue it with smaller tents that oh, okay. are more like the size. But yeah, the cubes were fine to me on that one. So yeah. that was actually a discussion I saw on the board game Facebook page, just the board game one. Oh, okay. Where they said, are components important when you buy a game? 
and some people said, no, a cubes are fine. And other people said, oh, you have a cool, blingy stuff. Well, gems, yes, you got to have gems. And the Stonemaier games, I love their bonus or premium components because yep. they're just chunky and they feel good and they're they're not cute. So they just add to it. They just add to the game. So anyway, but that's yep. different discussion. But so yeah, that to me, I guess that would be the negative would be the obsessive collecting. Um, but if you just buy it because you want to play it, you buy it because it was a great game that you want to have the ability to play with other people. If you're not going to be able to play with the person who owns it. That's, there's no problem with that. Okay. So um, we'll we'll end the discussion on that, uh, and then we'll we'll talk about uh, what what have you played lately? Just today, uh, Betrayal of the House on the Hill Legacy Edition. Okay. Uh, yesterday, gosh, I can't remember who I played games with or what games we played, but it was kind of fun if I remember correctly. Oh. Now, what was it? What what was the last one we played? Was the the gem one, right? Oh, Dragonstone Mine. Dragonstone Mine, which, speaking of games that we played somewhere and then had to buy, both of us ended yep. up buying that one. We even played that yep, Fantasy Flight, where we found that one yep. at. And, went and we both had to order it, because yeah. it was just a really cool well, game. Well, par- partly, too, is you said you said while we were playing, well, Jess will like this game. Oh, yeah. And they do. Yeah. Yes. Although you didn't play it, ironically. <laughs> I had to put little you people did. to that Yeah, it was only a four-player game. Yeah, you did. Uh, so then we also played Codenames. Yes, codename pictures, pictures, right? Yeah, yeah, which was fun. Okay, I don't get me wrong. I love codenames. We played um, codename Disney. Yeah, that was fun. Usually, Tom and I are pretty good partners when we play that game, except for the last time we played it on the oh, first she's day. She's throwing you under the bus. I know. No, nope, well, we that's my fault <laughs> too, by the way, because I don't know Disney that well. I mean, I know it, but not that well. But anyways, codename pictures just. We do not need to get that one because but the pictures are ridiculous. They're weird. They are so hard to like. You know what? It kind of felt like for me the pictures and and whoever did the artwork. I, I don't want to offend. No, it's really good artwork. It's good artwork. But it's like they were on a trip of acid. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, okay. If, you, if you've ever played Dixit or what was it, Mysterium? Yes. <clears throat> similar type of art. It's just really yeah. Abstract. It's very out there. There's like two or three different things in the pictures that. Might not make any sense. Okay, no. there was an apple with a chimney. Yeah, that was weird. Oh, that was cool. But it was cool. Yeah. It was just weird. But it's weird, like when you're yeah. trying to give clues to somebody, it's ridiculous. Right, if you're trying to match two to three items or two to three yeah. solid themes right. with one word. Right. It's yeah, it's, I think one of my clues was precision. And oh, yeah. it was, uh, what I was looking at was a bullseye with arrows in it and then a satellite dish pointed at a dragon. Right. So the only thing I could come up with was precision. Yeah. Well, Eknum got the one right, and then went with the other one, which was a metal. Yeah. And, like and metal. he his reasoning for that was precision, like marksman yeah. for yeah. metal, which I get the the thinking on that. But yeah. I was the one the other one right next to the bullseye was was the satellite dish, yeah. and I was going with precision, like coordinates. Yeah. You know that that's where I was going, but I mean. You're going to hit and miss on those kind of games. I, I am horrible at code names. I, I think if I were to look at my stats on those, probably, probably I have not won any. <laughs> it turns out I'm very good at giving clues, though, because yes. you did win the game that I gave clues on. Yes. Did I win the game or the round? The, the round. round. The, the round. round, yeah. Well, technically, Lost the game, won the round. Technically, I think I, because I whenever I gave clues to the team, I was giving clues for because there was five of us, and so I switched mm-hmm. up between everybody. Um I think every time I gave clues, that team won. Not not bragging or anything, but toot the horn, down. Yeah, yeah toot toot. No, um, but the easy thing about when you play Disney code names is that you can say water, and there's like four pictures that can be out there yeah. that have water on it, or you could say frozen, and that means so much more than these crazy yeah. abstract pictures. I mean, like you said, the artwork was very well done, and it's a fun game, but... I don't feel the need that I ever need to play that version again. I, I would probably like to try the, the the word version. Yeah, the word version. I've never sure. tried it. Mm-mm. I wouldn't mind just playing it. But speaking of code names, the game I played right before I got over here was Code Names Harry Potter, which was 
Which, as soon as I saw it was out, I went, oh, God, Jess was going to want that. Yeah, seeing how horrible I am with Marvel and Disney one. Yeah, let's sign us up for another Harry Potter one. Well, Harry yeah, Potter. but Tom will come over and play, play with us. I'll play that one, yeah. Um, and then with two people. We played another game called <laughs> Keyforge, which just came, or is just coming out this quarter from Fantasy Flight Games. It's a card game uh, designed by Richard Garfield, the guy who made Magic the Gathering, and, ironically, uh, King of Tokyo. He designed that. Mm-hmm. It was one of the times for that. But it's a unique type of game where you don't collect cards. You buy a complete deck, a sealed deck, which is absolutely unique from anybody else's deck. And there are evidently billions of combinations that they can put together for these decks. And you basically play it similarly to Magic Gathering. It's a read the effing card game. Okay. So basically, you read the card and the effect. But there's seven houses. You're running a deck that has three of those houses. You have to declare the house, play the cards, and you can only play cards from that house. And it was just a great game. It was a lot of fun. And it's ten bucks for a pack. Well, it's not bad. You can play that pack against any other pack. And that's the deck. Ten bucks for the deck. Ten bucks for the deck. Starter sets forty dollars would include tokens and. Two starter decks that are the same as everybody else's, but then it also includes two decks that are unique. Okay. And then tokens. And the tokens, yeah. So you're, you're essentially getting four decks, which is $10 each anyway, right. and then you're getting some free bits with it. Yeah, and it's $40 for the pack. Okay. But the bits are, I mean, the bit, you don't get the bits for the pack. So you can just buy a pack right. and play the game. But with um, the $40 starter set, you're, get, you're essentially you're getting, getting four decks. Two right. are unique. Right. And then you're getting fancy and bits with two it. Two are Two are teaching that space. Okay. Yeah. So that's not so, a bad deal. Yeah, not a bad deal. It was a great game. So those are the games I played, and then I don't think I played anything that other. That's my weekend games. How okay. about you? Uh, same as you guys. The code names, and then Dragonstone Mine, and then uh, Technoble. Oh, that's I right. That, played today. that today. Yeah. And that is a really cool two-player game. Uh, it's it's a football game that integrates the old Tecmo Bowl, right? Madden and Blitz. Yeah, and so fun. it's card driven. You got uh, cubes. Cubes. Player yep. Uh, the base game comes with little cardboard right. pieces. Chips, yeah. But there's a, a printable file that you can do to make um, cubes, wooden cubes. Like one by one cubes or something. Yeah, like that. and it, it adds so much yeah. to it. Uh, it's a really fun game. It takes a couple hours to play, um, set in two halves. Uh, there's a little bit to it. It's strategy, you know. Yeah. It's there's there's some rules, but it's it's not bad. It's it's a really good game. It's it's probably one of my favorite football games. I haven't played Blood Bowl yet, even though I have yeah. some teams so and I have I. the third edition. I probably will not invest in the fourth edition, um, just because I I have the third edition. I have two copies of the first edition. Yeah. Going back to click, being a collector, but my defense. Those first editions are very hard to get your hands yeah. on. Those actually, and the only can... reason why I have two copies is because I was on eBay at the time and I was bidding on two editions, or two of the first editions. I'd gotten one of them really, really cheap, and it was missing only the dice. And then the second one came with the Death Zone expansion. Uh, and so, so I, yeah, I had to get that. And that was from Africa, where I got that oh, one from. Wow. So the other one was Europe. There were Neither one of them were in the U.S. And so those are my kind of my elite games that yeah. um, I would love to play, but Death Zone is still unpunched. And, and <laughs> that sounds like it's a legitimate investment type deal. Yeah, but I never sell them. Well, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> but but you have the option at that point if you wanted to, you could, and you might be so you might actually make your money back on. Yeah. So that's if anyone would be interested, and that yeah. that's one that. To get rid of something like that, you would have to sell it to a collector yep. because a gamer is not going to want the first edition with no. the fourth edition with right. all the new bling and stuff that's out there. They're not going to want to play it. Right. There's your. There's one of your, your differences right there, that, that if there was a new edition, a gamer will want it because they want to play the new edition, and they have no interest in previous editions after that. Yep. Twilight Imperium, an example of that. Um Anybody who's playing Twilight Imperium 4 doesn't give a rat's behind about Twilight Imperium 3 or 2 or 1. Right. So. Yeah, and I, I I think I've seen a few pictures of the first edition, 
quite a bit of change throughout. Oh the yeah, edition. yeah. And supposedly, I guess that first edition, if you have a good copy of it, it's worth a lot of money. But I'm never going to buy it. I don't want to buy it. I don't care. <laughs> I'd rather if I'm going to play it, I'm playing for it. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, that wraps up this episode. Uh, if you enjoy listening to our podcasts, uh, and you have any kind of feedback you'd like to to join us on Twitter, I'm at at Hammerly Joseph. It's H-A-M-E-R-L-Y, Joseph, J-O-S-E-P-H. That's my Twitter handle. Um, we are on Facebook at Average Joe's Gaming, uh, the game groups. You can go ahead and ask to join us and put some feedback there. Uh, we also have an email address that you can email us anytime with some feedback or questions, and that's Average Joe's Gaming Podcast at Outlook.com. And if you really really enjoy our podcast and would like to support us, you're more than welcome to. Uh, we have a page set up at patreon.com and that all you have to do is search for Average Joe's Gaming Podcast. Uh, next episode, we will be coming back from the yellow events. We will tell you all about that. And uh, we will also go over some cool ideas for Christmas hints because it's getting to be that time. So uh, until next time. I'm Tom. I'm Jess. And I'm Joe.